air and online at 960thebull.com. Your home for CBS Sports Radio, WRNS Kinston, Sports Talk 960 The Bull. CBS Sports Radio. And welcome to Hour 2 of the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College. I am the aforementioned Brian Hanks. Uh, welcome to the show. It's a, it's a nice summer mo- a nice summer day here, and we've got on the line with us right now part one of uh, the two young men who are going to be joining me. It's J.J. Smith, long overdue uh, having you here on the show from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. How are you doing this morning, J.J.? What, what episode are we on now, Hank? This is episode 898, 898. We're two away from 900, dude. Got to say, that stings a little bit. <laughs> almost almost at 900 I, I finally made the cut uh, i thought we had something special but i'm realizing the day we did oh dude we've got so much to talk about and uh i i mean i want to talk about big rock i want to talk about the the banner that or the flag that you have carried the torch that you have carried for small schools in the state of north carolina for uh however many years you've been at the Carteret county news times we're going to get into all that here in a little bit, but I need to put you on hold for a second so we can get your partner in crime up here on the line, okay? Sounds good. Very good. So uh, we're going to get uh, Zach Nally up here on the line with us, too. He is the second part of uh, <clears throat> excuse me, of the Paper Boys podcast as we are dialing him up right now. Tell you what, while we do that, though, <clears throat> let me thank Spence Automotive. Spence Automotive is where I get my car service. It's where you should go to. Uh, located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car service. When you need new tires, tell him the Brian Hank Show sent you. And joining us also joining us now uh, here on our Spence Automotive guest line, Zach Nally from the Carteret County News Times of Carolina Coast Online.com and the Paper Boys podcast. How are you doing this morning, Zach? <laughs> good morning, Brian. How are you? I am doing really good. Uh, JJ, are you still there? Yes, sir. Hey, man, the, just a miracle of modern technology. I, you know, I'm in Kenston. You guys are down at the beach and uh, – Man, it's just an awesome thing. Let's talk about the Paper Boys podcast. I had an opportunity to, uh, an honor to be on your show last week, and uh, uh, Mr. Clemens listened to it. I've tried to tell y'all he's listening right now to the, to my show. He uh, he might in your young tenure as a uh, a podcast, JJ and Zach. He might be your biggest fan, JJ. Well, uh, president and the entire membership of our fan club, maybe. I love it. Zach, well, how does it feel to already have uh, uh, already have a super fan of your podcast? <laughs> well, we're just happy to know someone's listening. And uh, if they like it, well, that makes it even better. Very good. I got to ask because my ego is going to ask me. And it, it, tell me the truth. It won't hurt my feelings. How's the numbers been on my appearance? Have they been below what you had for your first couple? Or are we a little <laughs> bit ahead, about the same? Where, where oh. do we stand right now, guys? I mean, people oh. dig it. We had a... We had a, a blast, and we were so grateful that you were able to join us, and we, we enjoyed it. Uh, nobody was spared on your on your episode. 
Well, you know, uh, and that's what I tried to tell people last week here on my show that, uh, you know, I, I do all the interviewing. So, yeah, I feel like people get to know me a little bit, but I, that was as extensive an interview as anyone has done with me. And I've appeared in a, a, a couple of other people's shows and stuff. I, and I'm saying this sincerely. You can tell the guys who have been sports reporters, who have been out in the field, because those are some pretty damn good questions you guys asked me, Zach. Well, you know, that's kind of what got us into this was the idea of our background in sports reporting. I mean, there's different kinds of podcasts out there, but we had a heck of a, a first episode to talk about with the Big Rock controversy, and I think it just kind of took off from there. And so far since then, we've, we've found things to talk about each week, and we hope to keep it going. Well, and that, I believe me, we're going to touch on I hope we don't steal anything from uh, the podcast that you guys did. But, yes, I will be asking you some of the same questions about the Big Rock because we've got a, a couple of anglers from uh, here in Kenston that participate in it every year. And uh, so there's a big interest for it here, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Before we do that, what I like to do, because uh, I am an old-school sports uh, sports writer-type guy like you guys are. I mean, you guys are young pups, but – I've been, believe it or not, guys, I've been doing this since 1991. So what, getting ready to, I guess I'm in my, oh God, starting my 32nd, 33rd year of doing this. So uh, how, how old does, that That makes me feel really old when I say that, JJ. <laughs> Man, you've been around the block, haven't you? Yeah, I have. I, I, I've seen a thing or two, but I wanted to find out about you guys. Uh, introduce you guys to our audience. Now, JJ, I can tell you, I have, although you've not been on my show before now, I can tell you this, dude. I have talked about you uh, several times through the years uh, here on the show. Uh, but uh, tell us, uh, introduce yourself to us, uh, to our audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself, JJ. Well, I, I don't know. before I do that, I do want to say thank you, Brian. I I check uh, in on you as often as I can. And uh, the week of Big Rock, you were uh, glowing in your praise of Zach and I and our coverage. And, uh, and the sports reporters, that's uh, – as you, you know, you get, you, know, you get paid. I always tell people, you know, newspaper people get paid in compliments that you were, you had plenty in that week. And, uh, man, I just, we really appreciate that. Well, hey, before you continue, let me say this, you freaking deserved it. I mean, uh, you know, I have Richard here on Richard Clark, news director of your publication here on the show, uh, every Tuesday. And I, I'm glad you got to hear it because you deserved it. I mean, you guys worked your asses off covering that. And never before had I, and I mean, I've been to a few big rocks. Never before have we had a finish that finished quite the way that one did. And again, we're going to get to that in a little bit. But JJ, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you ended up down in Carteret County. I'm born and bred from the down east area of Carteret County, uh, the small communities east of Beaufort. And uh, I went to East Carteret High School, kind of bounced around after high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life, and just randomly ran across the classified uh, in the news times that they were looking for a sports reporter, didn't need educational experience. And I said, well, that sounds like me. And uh, so I applied and uh, sports uh, editor Dennis Thompson took a chance on me and uh, found a passion that I never knew I had. Well, and again, you do a heck of a job down there and you have for years. Zach, tell us about you. Uh, how, how did you end up down at the beach? Well, like AJ said, thank you again for giving us the opportunity to talk about ourselves here on this platform and, uh, same as Jay, I'm, I'm, I'm born here in Carteret County. I'm from Newport, uh, so don't judge me for it. But I went to West Carteret, um, and after graduation, same kind of bounced around a little bit and um, was lucky enough to find this job and actually got this job one month before my oldest was born. He's nine now, uh, turning 10 in a little bit. So been at this for about a decade. And like JJ said, our editor, Dennis Thomason, took us in and um, helps me learn the trade and, and 
figure out how to become go from a writer to a reporter, which is a tough transition for some, for it, sure. No, 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 it really is. You're absolutely right. Zach, I'll stay with you on this. I'm going to ask you the same thing, JJ, in that the Carteret County News Times, I think you even say it in your uh, Twitter bio, JJ, but uh, this is for Zach first. Just you guys do such a great job of covering your market. You know, you don't try to take on things that are, you know, Carolina Panthers type stuff or, you know, Carolina Hurricanes. I mean, you guys are just so, I love it, hyper-local, micro-focused. Do you think that's part of the reason why the Carteret County News Times is so successful in what it does, Zach? Well, yeah, you know, it's in the name, Carteret County, for sure. So we try to stay focused on that. And I think in this day and age with, with the digital news sources that are out there, you can get news about regional, national things just about anywhere you look, but it's hard to find uh, news, reports, stories on the people that are in your community. Uh, and that's something that we try to do. JJ, same question. I mean, and again, I, and with and I'm being completely honest, Zach, I, you know, I've heard of you, I knew about you, but I, I don't, I haven't really started following you. I have in the past week or so, uh, on social media, but I've JJ, I have followed you for years. I mean, you, uh, You've got a big voice. You're a great writer, and I think part of that is because that you are so passionate about the market that you cover. I'm not wrong about that, right? No, I think uh, you know there's plenty to cover locally. So why branch out from that? I think uh, if you combine every boys and girls team at the three high schools here in Carter County, I think we cover sixty something teams during the course of a school year. So why write about anything else besides all the talent you've got here in Carter County and we've got plenty of it the amount of talent here is unbelievable state champions and any other sport and that you could ask for and so uh, we want to give people local stuff and and that's the biggest compliment we get usually is from people from out of town who have moved here especially from a metro area and they'll come up to us and they're just in awe that we're giving these kids the kind of press that we feel like they deserve because where they've come from they, they just didn't see that I love it. I absolutely love it. Got to ask you, is there any rivalry between you two? JJ coming from East Carteret, uh, Zach coming from West Carteret. Uh, JJ, any kind of rivalry between you two when it, when it, uh, when you guys are sitting in the newsroom, uh, filing stories and, uh, East is playing West. No, after you do this for a while, you just completely lose any side of that. And, uh, people always ask, you know, do you root for, you root for teams and stuff like that. And you're like, no, you, you root for people and you root for stories. Yeah. Zach, well, and I'll tell you Zach, what really Zach happens. Too, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what happens sometimes too, is you end up being a little bit harder on the school you came from sometimes. Uh, when, when incidents happen or when losses happen, you might be a little bit more, uh, just a little bit more casual about it than, than with another school. Uh, just cause you know, it was your place and you, know, you take it, maybe take it personal on the chin a little bit when they, when they lose a big game or something along those lines. And Zach, I'll stay with you for this question. Part of what I think drove me uh, when I was starting out was, I mean, I was a frustrated high school athlete. Uh, athlete, I was, you know, played basketball, but wasn't really that great. I ran track, wasn't that great. But I always thought, you know what? If I ever get a chance, you know, I would see how the Elkin Tribune would cover us and the Wilkes Journal Patriot and all that, and even the Winston Salem Journal at times. And I was like, man. I want to be a writer one day and I'm going to write about, you know, the guy sitting down at the end of the bench too, which, which, you know, well, by the way, was me. Did, did you guys have any of that? Did you guys start with you, Zach? Did you play any sports when you were in high school? <laughs> you know, it's funny. So I played sports up through middle school, never played in high school and 
really wasn't that interested in sports, even after high school. It's, it's kind of funny. And then um, a passion for the Carolina Panthers got reignited. I did some affiliate work online, uh, doing some writing there. And then when I got this job, you know, and I started covering the high schools, I got, and, and to this day, I got to be honest, these kids are larger than life. When I look at them in my photo lens or when I'm, when I'm covering them with a notepad, it's, it's not something that I was a part of in high school. I was a, a band kid, a theater kid. And, and I just, uh, these, some of these kids are doing incredible things out there and the things that they're, that they're learning, they're taking in the sportsmanship, the life lessons, and of course the athletic feats. Um, I still am fascinated by it to this day. And I, I think the world of some of these kids that they, they grow up and they move on and they do big things, but, no matter what, when they're on the field, when they're on the court, it's it's just fascinating to watch. Uh, JJ, did you play sports when you were in high school? I was twelfth man on the JV basketball team, so <laughs> I think it uh, I think it comes down to the old saying, you know, that those who can't do teach. I think those who can't do cover those that can't. <laughs> Dude, that's a great analogy there, and that's kind of the way I felt. But that that was what kind of drove me earlier in my career, guys. Was that uh, and you know, I guess maybe I've gotten away from it in the last twenty years or so. But I can tell you, uh, early in my career, it was, you know. I, I want to find out about that guy that, you know, came in and played three minutes. I mean, obviously you're going to expound upon the guy, the stars of the team, but I always try. That was my goal was every story that I wrote. And I'm talking about early when I was just a stringer with the Gaston Gazette and the Charlotte Observer and Shelby Star in those papers was that, you know what, I'm going to get a name in this article, even if it's a 12 or 15 inch article that normally wouldn't get it in, you know, get their name in there. And I don't know that's And then I always like, you know, <laughs> 17-year-old Brian loves this. I get excited just doing the box scores because you might not mention that guy in the, or girl in the in the story, but they'll see their last name in there with one point beside their name, and you know that, that they get a thrill out of that. <laughs> Dude, that was always my goal, too, was to get into double digits because you know what that meant? You got your first and last name in the paper. If uh, you, got, <laughs> you only got your last name in if you scored, like you said, one point or more. But anyway, on the line with us right now, J.J. Smith and Zach Nally from uh, the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. But they have also started a podcast. Uh, uh, they're what you're coming up on episode five, four or five right now, I think, right? Episode five this week. That's right. Okay, five this week. Yep. Uh, what what drove you guys and JJ? I'll start with you on this one. Uh, what what motivated you and Zach to uh, start doing this and join the podcast world? Well, I always joke that Zach and I were the last two people in America that didn't have a podcast, but we thought we just. <laughs> make it a complete 100%. Um, we've talked about it for years and years and years. And, you you know, it's just like anything else in life. You keep putting it off and saying we'll get to it. And I don't know what spurred us to do it this summer. We just eventually said let's stop talking about it and let's do it and see what happens. A lot of it is trepidation and fear, whether you'll be good at it or whether you know what you're doing. And and then uh, we thought <laughs> we thought that uh, we do it this summer because nobody will be listening. It's summertime and high school sports <laughs> hasn't started. And, be perfect to work out all the kinks and smooth out the rough patches. And then, of course, Big Rock happens, and that's our first episode. And we're like, oh, no, everybody's going to be listening, and we're yep. going to be horrible. Yep. Zach? Yeah, he's not kidding. I mean, the idea was to kind of get our feet wet and get get warmed up before the fall sports hit because in our minds this was going to be, and it still will be, a lot of hyper-local sports. But, and we knew we wanted to use Big Rock as a springboard. We just thought it would be a regular tournament. Uh, and you know, obviously it was anything, but, uh, so we had our, we had our hands full there with that first episode, but it was a lot of fun to take what we had just, uh, been hyper-focused on for the last week 
and talk about that for the first episode. And really, what a way to jump into it. And we're going to talk about that here in a second. Guys, I got to pay a bill for a second. I got to thank UNC Lenore Healthcare. They're the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on the Brian Hanks Show. Nestled in the heart of Lenore County right here in Kenston, UNC Lenore Healthcare's mission is to ensure exceptional health care for the people it serves. With a medical staff of more than 100 physicians, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kenston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252-522-7000. You can also email them at info at Lenore.org or visit their comprehensive website at unclenore.org. And again, Thank you so much to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview. And let's jump back into it. We've got JJ Smith. We've got Zach Nally from uh, the Paper Boys podcast. And before I ask you next question, I got to tell you this. I told you your biggest fan, Greg Clemens, listening right now. He just messaged me and he said uh, that uh, he's a person who grew up in Beaufort and went to high school with young people from Harkers Island, Smyrna, Marshallburg, et cetera. See if they agree, and at times uh, it's just a way to express amazement. But then he did have to add, go Mariners. So, Zach, uh, it, it is cool uh, tying <laughs> all these communities together, isn't it? Yeah, it's great to see everybody out there listening. And, and you know, we have three high schools with, with three really passionate fan bases. And uh, sometimes it's a lot of fun to see the pride that they put in those fan bases. And, uh, you know, we appreciate the support of our people that listen and people that read our stuff week to week. Um, you know, we enjoy writing for them, and we're happy to know that they're reading and they're listening. And I know that's something that you take pride in too, JJ. Yeah, we we kind of Zach and I both have been taken aback by the response to the podcast. We never thought uh, people would respond the way they have, and I don't know that we should be flattered or insulted because a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the responses are, "Man, y'all sound great, like professional, like you know what you're doing." And we're like, "Oh, wow, well, thank you." Uh, I guess that was the whole point. But we have to give a lot of credit to our producer. Uh, Ross Carraway, he's been producing for a long time now. He knows what he's doing. And, and, and Zach and I will admit that we also were a little taken back. We started listening to it. We were like, oh, wow, that sounds way better than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> well, having a good producer obviously makes a big, big difference, too. But let me tell you something. As, like I said, as someone is getting ready to hit their 900th episode here in a little bit, I'll go back every once in a while. And uh, Brian North, to just give you an example, Brian, and I know we all love us some Brian North. He, uh, was my very first guest on episode one on December 2nd, 2019. So just for poops and giggles, I uh, listened to that show, I don't know, about a week or so ago. Dude, I was so, guys, I was so terrible. I mean, I mean, I cringed. It was only an hour-long show at the time, and I was listening to myself doing reads and, you know, trying to be conversational and everything, and I bet I cringed. In an hour-long episode, I cringed like 17 times. So here's the beauty of everything. Yes, you guys sound good, and you did such a great job. And I've listened to your uh, Paperboy podcast. Uh, you're, you only get better from here. And, again, you guys are very solid coming out of the gate. But I'm telling you, when you get to that uh, 150, 200, 250 uh, episodes, you're going to go back and listen to those first couple, and you're going to be like, oh, my God, I sound like that? <laughs> yeah, you, when you, we do that already with uh, stories we've written. I can't go back and read stories that I've written <laughs> five, ten years ago. It's just a, a, a different, different deal. Have you guys hit the range yet when, but I got to tell you, I was at North Lenore, uh, gosh, this is probably three or four weeks ago now. And, uh, they had one of the articles I wrote back in 2005 mounted up on a wall was when, uh, they won the state championship in uh, softball or 
volleyball. Anyway, long story short, I didn't even recognize the word. It had my byline, and I'm reading it. This is from 18 years ago, and I'm like, I said that? I used that turn of phrase? What What in the world? <laughs> Have you guys got to that point yet, J.J.? All the time, you know, researching for something, you go back into back <laughs> issues. It can even be as, as, as recently as just two or three years ago, and it's a it's some random ball game on a Tuesday night in the spring, and I'm like, I have no recollection of that whatsoever, and it kind of scares you a little bit. I love it. Zach, are you the same way? Yeah, and it's, it's hard because you want to try to remember things that you do, but, I mean, we've pumped so many stories out, you can't help but go back and just, I mean, some things get done quick, quick enough that uh, it just doesn't stick around in the memory. Well, I, uh, again, so honored this morning to have on the line with me, J.J. Smith, Zach Nally, and let's get to the the – the, the money part, especially here in uh, Kenston, Lenora County, in our neck of the woods, uh, when we here in this neck of the woods, when we think about uh, Carteret County, when we think about Moorhead City and that neck of the woods, the first thing that comes up is a big rock. You've got a ton of big rock fans up here in, uh, in our neck of the woods. And, J.J., just with the way that uh, the big rock ended this year, I mean, it's always exciting year in, year out. Like I said, we have a, a Rob Bazell uh sales the busy bee we've got a couple other uh like i said uh, professional anglers or angler type people who participate in that every year from our neck of the woods but man just the way that uh everything ended this year uh with uh almost going into overtime it felt like you know how nascar now has overtime and you know obviously other sports have overtime felt like the big rock went into overtime this year and then with the way everything ended jj just a, a big rock we will never ever forget isn't it or wasn't it no, it's, it's, you know, we, 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 uh, like to refer to it as the Super Bowl of Carter County. Nothing else comes close to touching it. And at least in the sports world or maybe even in any other area of Carter County, you know, there's a week where people come in from all over just to watch these guys bring in big fish to the docks. And like, like you said, Brian, any normal year is packed down there and the excitement is fever pitch. And then this year with uh, the way everything down, you know, Saturday's the last day of the tournament and, uh, this boat uh, hooks up with a big blue marlin just a few minutes before the lines are supposed to come out of the water. And you think, okay, this is going to be fun. We're going to bring it in and we're going to see what happens. <laughs> Six, seven hours later, it's, you know, we're, you're pushing midnight and that boat's coming in. And uh, Zach and I go down there and there's, oh, I don't know, like about 10,000 people. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, a lot of no Kenstonians. Let me, let me interrupt you just for a second to tell you, JJ. You know, obviously you get on Facebook and you get on Twitter, but specifically Facebook this is not an exaggeration gentlemen there had to have been 20 to 25 of my friends who you saw all these different camera angles of the big huge crowd and hey uh you know two more hours or whatever you know that kind of thing and it's getting up towards midnight and it was just crazy so jj i didn't mean to interrupt you but i just wanted you to know you had a good representation of uh kenston and lenora county down there too dude I would have loved to see uh, Big Rock's numbers from that night and where people were watching from. I'm sure uh, Kinston was was just one of many. I'm sure there were people. I, I know they've told us in past years with their social media and their metrics on their websites and stuff. You know, it's from all over the country, all over the country, all over the world. Um, you know, uh, and, uh, Asia and Europe and you name it, and uh, tens of thousands of maybe, maybe even hundred thousands these days uh, are paying attention. And uh, man, they were. They were wrapped with attention that night. Uh, I remember telling Zach before the uh, boat came in that uh, it was going to be a legendary night one way or another. <laughs> and it did with all the controversy and everything. Zach, uh, what are you going to take from this 2023 uh, Big Rock that's going to stick with you for years and years? 
well, you know, JJ just said it. It was going to be a legendary night one way or another, but sometimes you don't know, you know. Sometimes you have these fish come in late at night on certain years, and it ends up being a small fish, or it ends up just kind of being an anticlimactic moment. But uh, this was probably the biggest climax of, of any tournament that I've been a part of. I mean, we had Top Dog come in in 2019 with a 914-pounder. But this being such a local boat, a local captain, the number one haul for Jarrett Bay, and it being so late at night, the crowd is packed, and to have it kind of drop out there at the end with the disqualification and the reaction from the crowd, the, the vitriol that we saw, and the the action on social media that we saw in the following days, you know, I, I think what I take away from this after it's all said and done is um, sometimes unfortunate things happen in sports. You know, I don't know if – I don't think what happened was Sensation's fault. It was just, you know, shark – Sharks bite, and but that that's the rules, and you know it's one of those things that happen, and I think everybody handled it as well as they could have. You know the tournament they had to do what it did, and of course Sensation fought it for a brief period. They've since dropped it um, out of good sportsmanship, and they have they have expressed that they'll be in the 2024 competition. So it seems like all the lines have been smoothed out for now, and and of course we congratulate Sushi for his win. Um, that's a, I do feel bad. That's one boat that didn't get talked about a lot. In the and they won it. After the tournament. <laughs> They're the winner. You know, that's, that's what it is. So, um, congratulations to those guys. And I, I think everything worked out uh, as best as it could have considering, you know, what was happening that night. Well, and that, that was a question I want you sort of alluded to it there a little bit, Zach, and I'll ask you the same thing, JJ, here in a second, but Zach, do you think they made the right decision? Did the, uh, the big rock committee, uh, when all was said and done was the, the right decision made here? Well, that's the only decision I think. I mean, the rule was pretty clear. Um, and I, I, I used the column in the week after to kind of liken it to the band running out onto the field in Stanford versus Cal or, uh, other, other situations where, you know, uh, the, the rule is the rule, even if things happen outside of the control of the team that loses, you know, and a Marlin goes down, they, they spend hours to pull it back up. It comes in with bites. It just comes in with bites. And that's what it is, you know, and it's a rule in place to prevent other things that are more purposeful from happening. And, you know, like I said, I feel for sensation, but no, I think on big rocks part, it was the only decision they could have made. JJ, same question. Uh, do you think they made the right decision? I do. You know, the International Game Fish Association rule was pretty clear. And, uh, you know, I, I guess people can argue whether that rule should be a rule and uh, whether Big Rock should have that rule in their rule book. But, you know, right now the, the, that is a rule and Big Rock does have it as a rule. And, you know, uh, I, I, I've likened it to watching a football game and, you know, it's going into uh, the 2023 football season and we still don't know what a catch is. And we all argue and scream about uh watching the game on a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon and what obviously looks like a catch to us, but because of the letter of the rule, it isn't a catch. And so we complain and whine about it, but the rule is the rule and this is the rule. And I don't think they had any other choice, but to uh, take that, uh, uh, disqualify the fish. Yeah. And I know it broke a lot of hearts. And again, you guys were living in the eye of it. And with me sort of being on your uh, outer edges of it, I can tell you, you heard arguments on both sides, but, uh, I, I guess I kind of reading everything you guys did listening to your podcast. I mean, I guess ultimately they made the right decision. Listen, I can't believe we're up against the clock here. And JJ, I cannot let you go without, uh, talking about how I really got to know you and became a fan of you in the first place. JJ was just, the way you have, uh, and I said it on y'all's podcast too, that 
they know who you are in Chapel Hill, JJ. Uh, with the, the and I and I say that with all due respect. Listen, we don't want to be uh, mouthpieces for the NCHSAA, and <clears throat> although we want to obviously, obviously, we want to talk about the great things that our student athletes do uh, in our coverage areas. Uh, we don't want to just you know again be mouthpieces of. Uh, the NCHSAA, and you certainly have not done that, uh, JJ, as you have fought. And I and I give you all credit. You are the preeminent voice in the state of North Carolina, and I'm including all the great sports reporters from Nick Stevens to Langston Wirtz to uh, everybody across the state of North Carolina. Nobody has beat the drum. Nobody has carried the flag or the torch better than you have for the small schools uh, versus charters and private schools uh just uh, tell us a little bit like i said we've only got a couple minutes left here but tell me a little bit about the genesis of uh of that fight that you started well you know it started early on with uh east carter was really impacted by it they played winston-salem prep and voyager academy out of durham and kestrel heights which isn't even a school anymore and uh the girls soccer team that was boys basketball the girls soccer team lost the community school of davidson you know the charlotte area and the state championship and it they lost the Franklin Academy for like four or five years in a row, deep in the third, fourth round, and uh, just kind of saw it up close and personal. And then you start doing a little bit more research on it, and it just seems bizarre that an association that prides itself on fairness and equity is having schools in Winston Salem and and Raleigh and Charlotte area play teams in Beaufort and Bayborough and Trenton and Edenton, and on just on its face alone, that that doesn't seem right. Nah, and you're absolutely right. What is the what? A, and I, hopefully, I mean, you've been getting positive feedback, especially from the uh, from your uh, sports writing brethren, JJ. But uh, what what has been the response been like? Uh, and let, let's even talk a little bit about Chapel Hill. How if you felt any foot pushback from that? Just uh, what's the response been like, JJ? Not lately, but back in the day when I first started, like you say, uh, Brian banging the drum, uh, I got a couple of lengthy emails. <laughs> that uh, made it pretty clear that they were uh, not thrilled with my uh, choice of uh, writing material. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I, that just showed me that I was kind of on the right path and needed to stick with it. Well, again, as a guy that's been doing this probably as long as you guys have almost been alive, I can tell you I appreciate what you what you have done there. And uh, don't give up the fight, man. I mean, I think I give you credit, JJ, with some of the moves that the NCHSA have done had by – you know, making uh, private schools go up a, a classification or the same thing with charter schools. JJ, that's part of uh, – that has happened because of the the stink that you raised from it, dude. If you hadn't have done what you've done, and especially when you have the – you know, and nothing against Nick and Langston and those guys, but they just don't live in it the way that you guys do down here. And just, dude, more than anything, super kudos, man. Keep up the fight. You're doing a great job, JJ. Thank you. I appreciate that, Hank. Well, very good. Well, listen, I appreciate both of you uh, getting up early this morning. Uh, J.J. Smith, Zach Nally, the uh, Paper Boys podcast. Who is your next guest? Who's going to be this week's guest? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, a, go ahead, J.J. We're going to put a bow on Big Rock. Tell me who we got, Zach. We're going we're to talk to Tommy Bennett first uh, tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. Right. Uh, that's the, <laughs> the treasurer of the Big Rock Foundation, voice of the Big Rock TV. And then we're also going to talk to the, the uh, Todd Dickerson, captain of the Top Dog, um, catch uh, caught the biggest Marlin, Blue Marlin in the tournament uh, history so far, the 914 pounder in 2019. Oh, that is awesome! I can't wait to listen to it. Listen, JJ, Zach, 
thank you so much for joining me this morning. It means more to me than you know. Uh, smack Richard upside the head for me next time you see him. Uh, he'll know <laughs> what you mean. And uh, thank you guys so much for coming on the show today. Appreciate you, Brian. Thanks uh, for having us. Thank you so much. That's J.J. Smith, Zach Nally uh, from uh, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, the Paperboys podcast. Hey, let's get John and Jonathan here to play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up the show right after that. It's Tuesday, July the 18th in the year of our Lord, 2023. <laughs> I'm three days away from vacation. <laughs> It's time to play the birthday game. It's that game we play every day. We won't play it for the next couple of weeks because I'm going to be on vacation. <laughs> Have I mentioned that yet, John? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Hey, well, let me tell you, uh, Friday morning. Uh, we <laughs> wow. I'm being saluted by not just John, but Jonathan. Why are you thinking? What, what's wrong with that? Is it because I'm not taking y'all with me? Is that what it is? Oh, we thought we had to go with you. Never mind. <laughs> you <go>. He <laughs> blows his off. I like that. Uh, but today is Tuesday, July the 18th. It's time to play the birthday game. It is that game uh, that we uh, like to play here, John Dawson. Mm -hmm. It's sponsored by Goeco Office Automation. That's right. Uh, John, but Jonathan Massey's already wrapped up the month of July since we're only have since I'm only working nine days in July. <laughs> I was Jonathan, gift wrapped a month. You were kind of gift wrapped a month. It's uh, five to one now. So uh, uh, why don't you, uh, Jonathan Massey, uh, tell us about Goeco Office Automation? Well, Goeco Office Automation is a fine company headed up by Jock Pass, like a man who does not take three quarters of a month off. He wants to be here all the time uh, servicing the office automation needs of the greater Lenore County area and the fine people that inhabit this county. So if you want to get in with somebody who really cares about you and cares about your needs in the office automation game, you need to give Jock a call. And how will you do that, Jonathan Massey? You dial 252-252-286-286-53-53-54. You know, I really like it when you two are in sync, and when you're not, it throws me way off. So, yeah, well. Guys, up here, I'm, yes, and I'm pointing at my head. I'm already on vacation, you know? You don't say. <laughs> Is it evident? Helen no. Keller could see it. <laughs> you know, we did her birthday a few days ago, remember? Sure. Yeah. Didn't we? We tapped it out. A few days ago? I doubt it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, no, but she couldn't fit. Wait a minute. No, she she communicated by someone tapping on her hand. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen that family guy? Yeah. <laughs> Where she's at Harvard and, like, when when a teacher comes around, she starts acting like she can't. she's deaf, dumb, and blind. <laughs> and then when a the teacher walks away, she pulls out a cigarette and starts smoking it. <laughs> completely normal. I really <laughs> wish that's how it was. That'd be fun. I do too, man. That would be awesome. Okay. Uh, did you tell us about the website? Yep. GoEcoNC.com. What is GoEco.com? And if you're so inclined, Bucklesberry.com. I like it. Okay. She was a lead singer of this band. Diana Ross. Nope. Oh, it's not the Supremes. No. Martha and the Vandellas. Ding, ding, Martha ding. Reeves. Martha Reeves. Fan? Yeah, big yeah. fan. This Heat Wave. Yeah. The Who covered this. Those 60s what? British bands loved Tamla Motown stuff. We 
whenever I'm with you, something inside. You sing it and Jonathan and I will back you up, okay? I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> Tim? Home improvement. Oh, okay. Martha Reeves of Martha and the Vandellas. Oh, yeah, chorus. Heat wave! The Who did a version of this? Yeah. Okay, I've got it. I want to hear it. I believe you. I just want to hear it. It's too loud, dog. Oh, sorry. Let's see. Question. Uh, the Who guys, they're all around 80-ish. Uh, late 70s. I think Daltrey just turned 80, and I think Towns in 78 or 79, something like that. You have got to be kidding me. He knows the bathroom schedule of the Who, and you you you, you don't think he knows this? I qu I'll question him on a lot I mean, of. It things. was a B side, but it's still pretty pretty interesting. I'm impressed. This is crazy. I'll I want to hear. When they first started out, they were called Maximum R and B. Something inside. Dude, I am blown John and Twist away. are still burning it up. <laughs> I want to hear the chorus for this. I don't know why, but I swear, when you said that, I'm like, did he just say Entwistle's in hell? <laughs> no. I said Entwistle's burning it up, even though it's a Motown song. Yeah, I, it took me a second. I am I am beyond blown away. That is, that's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll admit, I question you on a lot of stuff, but when the words the and who come out of your <laughs> mouth, I'm just like, yep, probably yeah. true. Yeah. What were you telling me about? Because, you know, uh, Jonathan and I are going to see you, too, in uh, Las Vegas in October. <laughs> what are you more tired of, hearing about me going on vacation or about Jonathan and I going to go see uh, you, two at the Spear in Las Vegas? Yes. <laughs> well played, well uh. played. But weren't you saying that the you that uh, the U two, the who? Would, no, there's uh, some people. They had an album in '71 called Who's Next, which is arguably their best album. That started out as a project called Lifehouse, and it was about a time when people don't go outside anymore. They put on these grid suits and interact over the phone lines. And this was in '70, so it's, they're saying it's timely, and they're saying this venue is the first place they could actually do a show like that and put it on properly. But I don't think they're going to live long enough to to get there. That would be awesome, though. Are I'm still excited? not. I'm still not going to Vegas. <laughs> you excited, dude? Oh yeah, I am too, man. I so you're telling me if the Who did something like that, you'd just be like, "Nah, I'm good." I'm getting a blue. I'm going to Vegas. It's schlepping. It's not my. I'm not getting on an airplane for anybody. So I still think we need, like you said, be able to airplane. Though. I know. I didn't care for it. Have you, but see, you weren't sitting in first class like, uh, well, I guess we're not going to after all. Yeah. We're, we're going to try to. Business class or whatever it's called. Yeah. I just want to be on the class that doesn't fall out of the sky. Well, dude, they haven't invented one of those yet. so. Well, it's like 99.8% safe, though, dude. I, I would be the 0.02. <laughs> <sighs> dude, you know what we're going to do? I like your optimism. Sunday? I'm just telling you. You know what we're going to do? Okay, that Friday night. You know, it's the concert. We fly in that Friday morning, then Friday night's the concert. Saturday, we're going to... They can't get my name right. It's yeah, the most why. simple name on the planet. I would be in the percentile that would bounce off a cornfield in Idaho somewhere. He <laughs> wouldn't fly over Idaho to get to Las Vegas, so, okay. Anyway, 
We're going to sit in a sports book all day on Sunday and watch NFL. Heck, we're going to do that on Saturday, too, and watch college football. But anyway, the birthday game. Oh, the birthday game. <laughs> Martha Reeves over there, Jonathan Massey. She, today is her birthday of Martha and the Vandellas. 91. You say 91. What do you say, Jonathan Parrot Dawson? 90. She was born July 18th, 1941. She's only 82 today. Oh, wow. So she was relatively young when... Uh, and all that came out. So you lead one to nothing. Hey, we got another musical hint here. In fairness, I assumed that if the Who were a certain, those guys were a certain age, she would have been maybe a decade older. Yeah. Now that's some good picking right there, okay? Ricky Skaggs. I've walked holding both my he ought to get points for guessing these, okay? Dude, there's no music, no Ricky Skaggs. Okay. I'm not, am I insulting you? I believe I'm complimenting you, young man. But I'm saying, there was a time when this was played on country radio. Yeah. And then that Luke, what was that crap we had to hear yesterday? Luke Bryan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. I agree. I agree. That's, that's not get off my lawn. That's just the truth. Yeah. Anyway. Ricky Skaggs. Do you know the song? I can't think of it. All right. Highway 40 Blues. My dad was a big Ricky Skaggs fan. I actually had the 45 for his version of Bill Monroe's Uncle Pen when I was a kid. So. You want to hear it? Sure. You can hear it talk. You can hear it sing. Ricky Skaggs over there, uh, John Dawson. How old is he today? Sixty-six. You say sixty-six. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? Sixty-seven. He was born July eighteenth, nineteen fifty-four. He's sixty-nine years old today, John Dawson. You talk over that chorus. That chorus, of yammers over. Did, was that the chorus? Yes. All right. Okay. Well, we'll, 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 we'll no, we don't have who time. Was the, to get who was the the country guitarist that I sent you? Roy Clark. Yeah, God, that guy's awesome. Roy Clark, hee haw, baby! Every Saturday night, Roy Clark and uh, Buck Owens. Buck Owens, Buck Owens, and Roy Clark, man, they were good. But Roy Owens. Clark would play the banjo too, though. He would pick on his banjo. I told I told John because you know I, I hadn't really been exposed to a lot of that just because I'm of a certain generation compared to you know, some other folks on this show. But um, and you're well, you you like music, so but um. I bounced it all the time. I'm like, how how many people did this guy influence? Because his, his his guitar playing was kind of ahead of its time. Am I wrong? Well, there was, uh, he was a virtuoso. I mean, country music is really hard to play. Bluegrass is basically speed metal without the electricity. So imagine being able to having to play that fast without the aid of electricity helping you. Well, let me tell you, man, uh, that 500 songs that did rock music or whatever, he's doing Pink Floyd right now. Which one? Or not Pink Floyd. I'm sorry, not Pink Floyd. Good Lord. Uh, the Grateful Dead. Doing The Grateful Dead right now. Which song? Uh, uh, no, no, it'll take a second. It won't take long. Uh, but, I mean, so he's done one. This is crazy. It's four and a half hours long. Go ahead and say it. Yes, it's very excessive. And Dark Star is about four hours long. <laughs> that might be the song, actually. Hold on. Dark Star by The Grateful yeah. Dead. That's the song. Yeah, in concert, it would get stretched out to very long. Anyway, okay, so uh, who... 
He got Ricky Skaggs. He and got you got Martha Reeves. Yes. So it is now, uh, hold on. This is Cajun Moon. Okay, we're not going to listen to it, though. It's one-to-one. One. It goes back to you, Jonathan Massey. And I, I got to tell you, I'm not <laughs> – I, I wouldn't say I'm pro or I'm neutral plus for this next actress. She's the impossibly cute woman in the Bad Mom franchise. She was Gossip Girl and Veronica Mars, and I think she was amazing in The Good Place with Ted Danson. She's it's, married to Dax Shepard. She's married to Dax Shepard, who that takes points away from her for that. But she is so cute, Kristen, Kristen Bell. Yeah. Are you? A, I'm a fan. I think she's funny. I think she's cute. She was in. Uh, she was in. Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes, she was. She was a titular character in yeah, uh, Sarah, Marshall. Sarah Marshall. Terrible, terrible, terrible woman in that movie. Yeah. Mila Kunis was in it. So you know, I had my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you know who we're talking about, right? I've heard the name. I'm sure I've seen her face somewhere. She is a little cutie patootie is the best way to describe her. But she's really in, uh, in the good place. She's not a very good person in that. Did you ever watch any of that with Ted Danson? It was oh, hilarious. Give, given her character arc, I would say she's neither good nor bad. She's just... Uh, she was pretty bad. She was pretty bad. At one point or another, yeah. But weren't they all? Yeah, but God, she's so cute. They're just, she's got that just, and, and I'm not being being gross here, John. I mean, she's just got that classic girl next door, you know, little you, blonde, little petite blonde, cute. She's not sexy by any stretch of the imagination. She's just, as Jonathan. Uh, yeah, she's a real cave troll. Yeah. No, she's not that either. But I mean, but she's not, she's not like a. A sex symbol. She's just that cute girl next door kind of look to her is the way I describe it. I've never her. lived next door to somebody who looked like that. <laughs> God. Next door in what city? It ain't, it's nowhere in Lenore County, I well, can tell you that. You go. Okay, uh, Kristen Bell. How old is she today over there, Jonathan Massey? 41. You say 41. What do you say, John Dawson? 42. She was born July 18th, 1980. She's 43 today. No. Yes, yeah, she <laughs> she's 43. Good looking, too. Okay, it uh, goes back to you, John Dawson. You're up two to one. He's Dominic Toretto in the Fast and Furious franchise. He was born Mark Sinclair, but we know him better as Groot. He is also Groot. That's right. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Think about it. how much money do you think he's made saying, I am Groot? Entirely too much. I actually, you know what? He did have to learn how to say, I am Groot in like 30 ish languages. He did his own voice work for all, all like international. So he got probably so he probably got paid extra for that. I'm sure. Hey, he did. I mean, I mean, come on, he's saying three words. Let's You've never seen any away. of the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I have not. It's actually a good series. I haven't <laughs> seen the last one yet. Have you seen you would like the music on it just because it's yeah. very retro. It's heavy, like seventies, eighties. Mm-hmm. I'll, the only one I always remember, and I don't know why, is um, "Come and Get Your Love" by Redbone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I still. <laughs> I'm like a it. fan of that song. I don't, yeah. I, and I really don't know why. Well, it's uh, "F" is for family. It, well, yeah, but I mean, That's even before that, for. I was just. Have you watched any of the last couple of seasons? Because I haven't, and S- I need to. Summer has. I kind of got. I did of too. It. I just, I think they got. And kinda, they're done. And, like he. Oh, they are the, done. The show's over. Yeah. Maybe I need to. I get like back the and fact you it. told me that the the band that was supposed to be Led Zeppelin was called Lifted Riffs. 
Oh, well, it's a Bill Burr thing. So you know, he's yeah. he's a. I think Bill Burr's a Who fan. So, but anyway, yeah, that's uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, you know who Vin Diesel is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How old is he today? Master there, thespian. John Dawson. <laughs> um, uh, he does like women. Yes. Uh, Wait a minute. Uh, acting. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, is, uh, hmm, uh, 48. You say 48. What do you say, Jonathan Massey? 49. I'm assuming he's in his 50s. He's born July 18th, 1967. So uh, he is 56 years old. Oh, I thought so. I was older than him. No, no, he's older than me. How about that? He can still kick my butt, but uh, he's older. Than me. I'm only 54. Why are you looking at me here's, sideways like that? Here's the funny thing. He's got a real-life beef with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, yeah, I get Vin Diesel's a big guy, but come on. The Rock is, he's the size of his house. Yeah, what do you, Vin what do you Diesel's think? short, though. Have you seen him? He's, yeah. How tall do you think Vin Diesel is? Seriously. 5'11", 6'11". Vin Diesel? Vin Diesel's like 5'8". How tall is Vin Diesel? What? What's it? What do you think? So like ben has been described at a mind-bottlingly optimistic six foot four. He says he's six one on a TV show. There's no way he's six one. Vin Diesel used lifts to look tall against Dwayne Johnson. Well, he, The Rock's legitimately six four, six five. So yeah. How tall is it? They, how most of the time you find this, it'll give you an answer. What's wild is The Rock ran out of gas one time shoved his feet through the bottom of his car and went home like Fred Flintstone. No, he didn't. <laughs> of course he didn't. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you got me with that? You can't find it anywhere. It's an industry secret, Brian. <sighs> anyway. I mean, it's not worth me digging deeper into that. Who got that? I you did. did. So it's two to two. Going into the last one here of the day. Uh, it's a dead person. Uh, and Jonathan goes to use the great Nelson Mandela. He helped end apartheid in South Africa. He died in 2013, died 10 years ago. But you, is it the uh, Dave Chappelle joke? He was out <laughs> Go ahead, do it. He was out for like, what, three months and got divorced? <laughs> he was in jail for 25 years no or problem. something like that. Yeah. It did jail time great. Got out of jail, could only stay married for three months. <laughs> If you want to hear a great um, a great bit that involves an, an impression of Nelson Mandela, and I know we're not big fans of the guy, but uh, Trevor Noah and his stand-up thing talks about the time. Because legitimately, I think Barack Obama met Nelson Mandela when he was doing a tour in Chicago. And it, the, the, the joke is Nelson Mandela teaching Barack Obama how to speak more politically. And it's just, it's a funny bit. I don't find I'll have Trevor to check Noah. It out it's, it's a, yeah, I don't it's, I don't like Trevor Noah, and I I feel like he. And how can I say this? A little self-important. Self-important, but I also feel like he was sort of like shoved down our throats. You know, kind of yeah. like how the WNBA is shoved down our throats. You know, I felt like Trevor Noah was. Well, as Bill Burr says, even women don't watch the WNBA. They, they want don't. us to watch it. Exactly, which is stupid. Well, they're watching Kardashians. But I feel like. Trevor Noah was shoved down and oh he's funny he's so funny he's not funny maybe he's in that bit you're talking about there Jonathan but yeah. the, I've tried and I have tried to watch him because I like the Daily Show I think he tried I think he tried to elevate himself to the status of a Chappelle yeah. and uh, it just gone. it's not there well not he there. took over for John Stewart and who was the best didn't yeah. reach that either and I think he was trying to be better than John Stewart from the jump 
when he should have just been trying to admirably, admirably replace John Stewart. No, he really what's his face? John Oliver should have replaced John Stewart, in my probably. opinion. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Nelson Mandela, he uh, helped end apartheid in South Africa. He died in 2013 there, Jonathan Massey. How old would he be if he were alive today? Uh, 95. You say 95? What do you say, John Dawson? 96. He was born July the 18th in the year of the Lord, 1918. He'd be 105. So congratulations, uh, Jonathan Parrott. Dawson, you get it, even though it doesn't matter because John Jonathan Massey has already wrapped up July. Hey, local birthdays here. We've got to get these real quick. Tammy Kelly. Today is Tammy Kelly's birthday, and unapologetically, I love her. Linda knows that I love her. She is uh, she's awesome. Works for the part, or, uh, Lenora County uh, Extension Service and is just amazing. Uh, whenever I need an ear to bounce something off of, Tammy Kelly is one of the people I call. I like her. She's, she's awesome. Today is Kelly Statham's birthday. That is one of uh, Linda's best friends. A happy birthday to you, Kelly. We're sorry that you have to put up with Bert. <laughs> That's her husband. Uh, and then happy birthday to Stuart Stroud. I don't know Stuart that well, but I consume every piece of content he puts up on Facebook. He's uh, he's a funny guy. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer in downtown uh, Kenston and a good dude. Uh, every time he's really big in Rotary and, uh, again, just a really good dude. I wish I was more like him. He's, he's, a, he's genuinely a good dude. So if your birthday is today, like Stuart Stroud and Kelly Statham and Tammy Kelly, have a great birthday. We will see you tomorrow on my penultimate day of uh, working before I go on vacation. Penultimate. You know what that means, right? Next to the last. last. Yeah, there you go. Hey, have a great Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow on the the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, want to thank Jacques Passleg and GoEco Office Automation for sponsoring the birthday game. Uh, Listen, great show today. A lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed our Carteret County. Yes, we're based uh, here in Kenston, Lenore County, and we do a lot of stuff, obviously, with uh, the folks right around here. But. you know what? It's good to get outside our uh, our, our footprint every once in a while, and uh, a lot of fun uh, talking to uh, Richard Clark and J.J. Smith and Zach Nally from the uh, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Then J.J. and Zach, please check out their podcast. It is really, really good. It's called the uh, Paper Boys Podcast. I promise you, you will enjoy it, especially with all the uh, great coverage they've done in the last uh, few weeks with uh, the big rock hey uh thank you uh, we said thank you tomorrow we're gonna have michael martin and uh john marshall on in our first hour in our second hour we're gonna have uh ali warnock and some folks from Bradfest uh as we are spiraling towards vacation here listen have a great tuesday we'll see you tomorrow on the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college